Painkiller Nearly, episode 110. Wow. Can you guys not hear me? Uh, you're all fucking with me. <laughs> so did you plan this in advance, or did it just work no, out? No, no, we've just got a, we've just got a connection. That's all it is. Yeah, uh, it just, yeah, just went with it. Dying of fire. <laughs> okay, so Josh texted you? Yeah, so Josh was supposed to come over today. Today is Monday, and uh, we were going to move a lot of stuff around. I got like an air air hockey table, a lot of gym equipment, a lot, lot of weights. You know, it's literally 45 In fairness pounds. to Josh, when was the last time that he confirmed that today would be the day? Yes, that last night. Last, last night confirmed <laughs> that today was the day at 8 p.m. Mm. <laughs> right, you know, okay, so he says, I have a question question mark but keep in mind he's not going to ask a question here so don't let that just letting you know he has one (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. he's He's saving it yeah this is for later Hmm. okay i have a question mark my girlfriend's has a doctor's appointment about this arm that's broke and where she had the surgery can i comb in the am and get there a little earlier to help you come at like 10 or so in the a.m., maybe 11, or when it's good time for you, question mark. You can't drive, she can't drive, and the arm she she's broke is the one she uses, man. Mm. I like the use of a little, the little-known cousin of a lot. A <laughs> <laughs> little, a little. <laughs> then, then, then I say, you know, yeah, man, that works, 11 tomorrow, okay? He says, Thanks, man. I'm sorry I'm having to work around this stuff. I didn't know any of it was going to happen. It hit me all at one time, man. But I'll see you at 11 in the morning. Take it easy. So the problem here, the reason he should have seen this coming is because he's like 20 years old dating a 42-year-old woman. And no offense, Woody, because I I know you're right in that bubble zone, Mm -hmm. but... I think that you know that, like, it's different for men and women, but it's just bizarre for this 20-year-old man-child to be, like, dating this 42-year-old woman. I know he's gotten her pregnant twice before, and he's always like, oh, we lost the baby. I don't know why. And I'm like, because she's 42. Yeah. That was her third-to-last <laughs> egg. That Dude, was the last. Sometimes it. I ask myself, like, I, was, I was like, do we need to use protection? And Jackie's like, yeah. You know, like, the menopause is, like, 10 years away. And I'm like, yeah, but... Come on, like, really? Like, people our age have such a hard time having babies. Can we not just roll the dice on that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Assume we won't have a baby. She's with Kyle. That, uh... Yeah. Yeah, it seems easy for you to say. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but, yeah, so so he um he's dating this 42-year-old woman, and then, of course, last week they got taboned, and her arm was broken in three places. And look, it, it, I want to scream in his ear with advice and be like, get away from her. She's 42 and she's dumber than you are. And that's really because <laughs> you are dumb. <laughs> now come in here and get pick up that crayon. We're going to help. Gonna Would you say our... that she's a little dumber? She's She's a little dumber than he is, mm. yeah. It, and it's unfortunate, and I'm not saying this to be cruel. They're just slow people, and 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 they really shouldn't be together. It's good um, that he, they're not breeding, though. 
They're trying. Yeah, They're trying but, so yeah hard. it's not going to happen, right? But like, Mother Nature is like, oh, shit. No, pull the plug on that one. No, no, uh-huh. no, 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 no. That, that cannot happen. That is an abomination that, that's being created. <laughs> it's, it's terrible because, like, he, so he lives with his parents. He doesn't have any source of income at all. Um, he just has, and I mean just has, with the help of myself and my dad and, and some other people, gotten a vehicle with insurance and the uh, the ability to keep gasoline in it. He just has accomplished that in life. Like, How old is he again? 20, 20. 21. Okay, low I think 20s. T- I think 20. Hmm. And, and, and it's like he's trying to take on being a father at the same time and looking after this crippled 40-something-year-old woman now. And it's like... Dude, why aren't you like at the lake right now, or in school, or working a job? Like, pick one of the three. Is but, health yeah, insurance but, covering this? I don't like asking questions like that because mm. he won't know the answer, and she won't either, and so it would just get real complicated. Uh, so just let it be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll see him tomorrow. I'll, I'll ask him then when I can, like you know, gesture a lot and and uh, and, and point and stuff. I don't uh, like uh, the fact that she's 42 and he's 20, and it's it that's way different than like, you know, let's say I'm 50 or something and I marry a 40 year old or something. Yeah, it's like that, it's way different. Like even if a, a was... guy being 20 and a woman being 42, that's an insurmountable power dynamic in the relationship. Like he's almost like another one of the kids. Like it doesn't seem like mom. there's no way that he is getting as much out of this relationship as he is having to put in. If and he, that's intrinsically unfair to him. If he was 29, things would be different. Because I feel like if he was 29, like, there's a lot of, like, worldly experience. Because the thing about 20 is, like, he still lives at home with his parents. He hasn't even, like, seen world yet. He's just a post-high school child. And if he was 29 and he was out and sort of supporting himself, he'd have a whole different perspective than a post-high school child like himself does. And yeah. and like he's to, to hear him like he'll be like worried about his his situation and like what's going on and to see him ponder over it and, and there's just this part of me that wants to scream and and what I've been doing is like well if you ever want any advice any honest advice you just come to me and I'm just waiting on him to be like I need that honest advice and be like all right <laughs> take all a right, seat let's... I got you a notepad you know? oh, what good will that do. <laughs> <laughs> It'll we'll start, do, uh, not even a we'll little. Start at the top, I guess. Um, with the glasses on here, it's gonna be rough. I've had this PowerPoint ready for years. <laughs> I'm a laser uh-huh. pointer. I'm Some of the what... stats are old, but the main message sticks clear. You know, because that, like, he's he's just like, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Oh Lord, gotta, you're not gonna do gotta... anything. You're not gonna do anything. You're just going to stay at home and eat your parents' food and like bum tens of dollars from people to put gas in the tank, and that's right, your... like, like 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 I don't want to. We didn't give him money. We 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 like loaned him money, which he paid back, and he works. He's willing to work, but the problem is that like he's barely willing know, to work. Well, he... yeah, I, I don't know why he's so unreliable. Um, I like like there's a chance that like he's just incapable, and there's another chance that like maybe he's got something else going on I don't know about. But like he's or maybe always... he's with a controlling forty-two-year-old woman. Yeah, that could be it. Like he's got two mothers essentially at this point, and they're I'm sure they're both very. His mom is a real fucking cunt. Like she's super like loud and boisterous, and like she walks like a man, and like like she's just this big. Anyway, 
Um, the guy has a rough time of it, and uh, I, 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 I've been trying to get him a little bit of money, but, like, God, I can't stand being around him. Do you think he's dumb genetically or environmentally? It's both. both. Okay. Um, and, and that makes sense if you think about it because, you know, he's already – he starts out in a, genetically in a position where he can't learn because his mother and, and father and everybody around him are stupid. So he's not going to learn anything from him. So that environment just – becomes double fold onto his already poor genetics. I, I guarantee this wasn't the kid who and, and who was like a three year old like doing his ABCs. You know what I mean? Like like he wasn't that early developed kid or anything. His mom didn't have like the Bose headsets playing Mozart on her belly <laughs> throughout the pregnancy. <laughs> no, you don't think. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I, I don't know how this transitioned to, to my kid, but Hope had her first speech competition on Saturday. And uh, she beat everybody. She got first place. Ah, great. All right. Very nice. nice. Did she drive herself to that all on her own, too? No, but there's a fair reason. It's that um, at these events, if you can bring a parent that will judge, it's a lot cheaper. Like It's just like, ah. it's like $150. So Jackie went there, too. And Actually, I think Hope did drive, but Jackie was in the passenger seat. Yeah. I'm glad that Hope's driving because I think that that's one of those things where, like, you get better at it so quickly and like every day you drive you're like more and more freedom and you start experiencing the positives of like driving on your own you're like maybe you're like oh, i'm really hungry in the afternoon i normally aren't oh look there's there's food i can i can do this like when you start solving problems that you never would have been able to solve before when someone someone's like oh my battery's dead what am i gonna do and hope's there like aha here i am it's it's nice um so hope there's a couple things there's one like you said right that positive side and i think she's going to gather experience quickly because her drive to school is like 30 to 60 minutes each way right so this is a girl who's going to be getting like an hour and a half of driving a day uh she should really be racking up some experience in a hurry and uh, the other part is take that hour and a half and double it for like when jackie had to like take her there and then drive home and then drive oh, there to God. pick her up like, that's a big chunk of Jackie's day that she's regained. Thank so, God. Yeah. yeah. That sounds awful. Oh, that would suck. So, is, like, is it a traffic-heavy drive, or is it just really far away? Like, is it, it a pretty easy, leisurely drive, I mean? It's not leisurely. No, there's traffic. That's good. Yeah. yeah. It's it's bad. <laughs> it's not leisurely. Yeah, so she... Or maybe that is what you wanted her, to, to have, like, a hard drive, but... Yeah, if she has to work, drive in traffic, that's good. Like, she's... If it were, like, a leisurely country road drive to school every day, she wouldn't actually be learning that much. On the bonus... Uh, so right now there's a gas shortage from like Atlanta to North Carolina. Kyle is probably familiar with it too. And they're like legit is like a bunch of gas stations shut down and the ones that aren't shut down have long lines. And uh, it means the roads are kind of empty. So her first like week of driving is a little easier. And next week it'll probably be back to normal. I tapped into my backup supply. Do you have a backup supply of gas? I got a few gallons here and there. <laughs> I do too. Yeah, we're saving that as our like plan B. Thus far, we've been Jesus. filling up at the. Well, we have it for the lawnmowers, really. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that ain't what I got it for. <laughs> so we uh, we have thirty gallons when, I'm down, all right. when it's full, and it's just about full. So uh, yeah, we just keep that much on site, and then <laughs> whatever. But yeah. yeah I I, I was listening. I'm I'm hesitant to to. I'm not going to try to retell it, but I, I was just chuckling to myself. I heard Norm Macdonald on the Howard Stern show tell him this hilarious fucking story um, uh, today. Norm Macdonald's really funny. Um, I, I really like him as a as a guest and everything. He's got he's got lots so many good stories. What's uh, 
Funny, I, I didn't like him during what I'll consider the peak of his career. Like when he was on SNL or even afterwards, he did a few movies. I was just like, dude, you're a dull, low energy, stalling, dragging out, boring talker. And then now that, like, I guess maybe he's better in doses because, like, now when I hear him, it's a pleasure. And he tells stories and, like, the timing on it's the timing is, yeah. like, so perfect. And, like, people are cracking up just waiting for him. And he, he... I am going to try to retell it. So, so he's, he says, um, it was some sort of talent show or something at the, at the school and all the little children were, uh, were, were telling stories. And most of them were trying to tell parables. And, and this little girl told the story about how her mother had, uh, had eight chickens hatch from their eggs. And, and she, had, she had four more eggs. Um, and and she, she t- took all of her eggs and, and her chickens and put them in the wagon and took them to town. She was going to sell all 12 of her chickens. And, but it was, a, it, was a bumpy, it was a bumpy road. And along the way, the eggs cracked. The chickens made it, though. And what do you think the lesson of that story is? And, of course, the whole classroom says, you know, don't count your hit chickens before they hatch. Don't count your eggs before they hatch. And uh, little Johnny in the back says, I've got a story. And the teacher's like, oh, God. <laughs> That's okay. And said, no, 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 I, I, I've got one of these. Just, All right. It's, it's, it's about my Uncle Terry. He was in Vietnam. And... One is, is his whole platoon hated him. They hated Uncle Terry, and and one day he woke up and just south of Da Nang with a big pile of armory and rifles, machine guns, explosives, big pile of of uh, Jack Daniels, and and nothing else. The whole platoon had deserted him, left him behind. He knew he had a mission to do though, so he he started drinking from that bottle. He drank long and hard. And then he picked up the AK-47 and the knives and the grenades, and he walked into the jungle. And not long after, he came upon a, a village. And Uncle Terry didn't know, were, were these the people he was sent there to protect? Or were these the villagers that were working with the North Vietnamese, the people that he was there to kill? He didn't know what to do, so he took another long drink from that bottle. And he unleashed with the Kalashnikov. And from right to left, he swept it across them like the farmer's scythe. And they all fell before Uncle Terry like (laughs) the wheat in the field. The men, women, yes, the children, all fell before Uncle Terry until he was standing in the mud and the blood and the guts. He just took another long drink from that bottle. And when his hand went back down by his side, he felt moisture. In the fear of it all, he had urinated on himself, and he felt shame. And then he rubbed it a little more, and he noticed that it wasn't urine at all. It was, it was semen. <laughs> and he felt proud. <laughs> felt proud at what he'd done, because he'd completed his mission. And the teacher says, Dear God, Johnny! What could the meaning of that story possibly be? Johnny says... Terry's into that bottle. You best leave him alone. He, he, when, when Terry gets to drinking, that's that's it. That's it. That's it. 
That's That's how all of his stories are. Like he he tells a huge long story, and you expect like a A really clever payoff. Like in a movie, like when you're in the last fifteen minutes of a psychological thriller, and you can't see the twist, but you know there has to be one for the movie to make sense. That's what you do with all of his jokes. You're looking like, okay, what does what does Terry have to do with the eggs? What is he Terry and egg? Terry egg? What could that be? And then it just ends up to be fucking nothing. On a Letterman, he told this long ass joke about i think like a butterfly or something or a <laughs> bug that goes to uh, uh, a doctor's office for his kids problem and it's like three or four minutes of him slowly telling a stupid joke on david letterman and then the culmination of it is just not just no, i know the culmination yeah, yeah the he, he was at like, like a podiatrist's office and he's like why did you come to me and he goes oh the light was on because he was a moth because he was a moth, yes. yes. Not a Thank you for, for yeah. jumping and saving that. But yeah, I I love his style of comedy. Like it's it's not something I could watch a ton of, but he's mm-hmm. he really really keeps you interested while you are watching. And because you don't know what that dude's gonna say, his cadence, like the way he speaks, it just nobody else talks like that. Nobody like leaves those spaces in that <laughs> between words. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's a, it's kind of like um um oh what's his name the uh, what's that actor uh. Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Yeah, that guy. It's a little bit like that. Hmm. Um, I like it a lot. He, he was really good on Stern. He told a lot of funny stories. I can't really think of any of them right now besides that one. I, lo- I thought that was hilarious. He's like, what's the parable of that story? He's like, well, and, uh, Uncle Terry's been drinking. You just steer clear of him. You just stay away because <laughs> when he gets in that bottle, <laughs> that's the whole... <laughs> that's funny. So, so last week um, on PK, we're talking to Harley about Shoe Nice, and we've talked about him before in the past. Um, and so I don't know which one of us was the, the biggest driving force behind it, but we all knew we wanted Shoe Nice on the show. And so Chiz reached out to him. And I guess uh, two days from now on Thursday for PKA this week, we are going to have Shoe Nice as a guest and see how that goes. Um, I watched a Vice documentary type special about Shoe Nice that, that Chiz directed me toward. And, uh, and, and we all saw I, it, right? Yeah, we all saw it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so I'm really interested in getting him on the show. I've got a lot of questions for him. I'm sure we all do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's he's a very interesting, unique fellow. Like I didn't know nearly as much about him until I watched the uh, the Vice thing. I'm sure if you just Google "shoe nice Vice," you'll find it. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that he's willing to drink a lot of liquor or something, and then eat a lot of paper or pennies or something else right after that's what i would like to see because that's his big skill and you know that's what we would want right like you, yes. you, you yeah I, I think i want that to be part of it chiz was chiz was like ah well what is he gonna do just come out and eat something and then what are you gonna do for three hours and 59 minutes and i was like well we'll talk about what he just ate of course and it'll there'll be some lead up i think he needs to eat something and do a thing mm-hmm. um but of course we'll interview him as we do in our own little way and and ask questions about his past and his life and like why he eats stuff and if it's uh, is, is, is it pica is that the disorder when yeah. you eat things are compelled to eat things um I, I don't know if the guy's got pica or not that's it seems like he's just likes attention um so so that i think that's more likely um yeah usually but, but, people who have pica like they try and secretly like eat dirt and rocks and grass and paper. things they're not toilet paper like they eat stuff they're not supposed to and they do it secretly because they're a little bit ashamed of it and they're like I know I'm not supposed to eat construction paper every day, but here I am again. Like, they wouldn't go around 
being like, hey, everybody, look at me eating this stick of Elmer's glue. Like, because they, or maybe they would. I don't know. I, I don't have that disorder, but that's. Did you ever eat anything as a kid that you, you shouldn't? Like, do you ever eat glue or anything like I that? Ate, I ate uh, a couple of leaves after watching Land Before Time. Oh, yeah, Littlefoot. Yeah, I was watching Littlefoot eat some leaves, and I was like, it can't be that gross. Like, he's doing it. Were those and leaves then called? I went and ate a couple of leaves. And it star was, leaves, right? Star leaves, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take Land Before Time. Yeah, I, went out and I looked for a couple of star leaves, and I, I still remember the sensation because I went and I tried to find one in the forest behind my house. I was very little, and I was looking for one that kind of looked like a star leaf. And I just picked the one that looked similar-ish, and I remember the feeling of putting it in my mouth and just, like, it was one of those, like, fuzzy leaves where, like, the top is a little bit furry and it feels, like, odd, you know what I'm talking about? And immediately, I took a bite and I just felt, like, I guess the cellulose and the nasty, crispy crack and subsequent little feelers almost on the leaves on my tongue, and it was like, this is not at all what Sarah (laughs) and Littlefoot and uh, Spike (laughs) led me to believe it would be like... Um, yeah, that's all I can think of is stuff I wasn't supposed to eat. I usually stuck to food. I watched that movie a lot of times. I've I've seen the land like when I was a kid, the Land Before Time was very big. It's a TV and show, se- right? Yeah, I watched. I'm sure that the they TV made too. a TV show and they made oh, many yeah. sequels, but the first one had very good hand drawn animation and voice acting. the The rest of them are lessers of of the very first one. But uh, as a kid, I watched the first one a lot. We had it on VHS, so it just got rewound and played again. I was so obsessed with dinosaurs that, like, it was a real question I had for, like, my parents and grandparents of, like, why are there no Tyrannosaurus Rex coming to try and eat Littlefoot's grandparents? They're clearly the older ones and more vulnerable. Like, just, I was so fucking into dinosaurs at the time that I was genuinely confused why they wouldn't show, you know, the, the real struggle. The struggle of have being I ever shown a you those, plant eater. Have <laughs> I ever shown you those pictures of the dinosaur footprints out in Texas? You may have. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like an Allosaurus, so it's like three big toes, like much bigger than my boot. Uh, that was cool. Hmm. Yeah, those things are neat. I, I really don't like all of the stuff you see online where they post like, this is probably what T-Rex looked like, and it's just some fat idiot bird with little arms. And they're like, see, you thought it was this big, cool, armored lizard. Turns out it was just this shitty bird the whole time. Like, people almost get glee, it seems like, out of shattering the cool dinosaurs that we know and love and replacing it with these feathered fucks that are just not very threatening looking. Which is what you want in a dinosaur. That's what makes them cool, is that they're intense. You know, tiny brains, lots of muscle. They don't give a fuck. Right. They, they should be alligators that can stand up and chase you yeah. and shit. Yeah. That's, and yeah if but anything, they were warm-blooded. No, they weren't. I think they were. I'm not uh, going to disagree with Taylor on this topic. Would, well, I don't know, because <laughs> usually really large warm-blooded predators like that it would it, they would have to take in so many calories to keep their body that temperature like that's why big predators that are reptiles are cold-blooded right so they only have to eat every so often like i don't know anything about dinosaurs bloodedness but i always assume that they were cold-blooded don't you remember jurassic park where we're where like it, it, i think it's always been like this big thing were they cold-blooded or were they warm-blooded and there's this part where he's like they are warm-blooded you know, when he finally sees the dinosaurs and everything. We don't know if they're warm-blooded or fucking answered. not. They're dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Steven Spielberg solved that one for us. Yeah, I, I'm fine imagining them as Steven Spielberg depicted them because it's not like I'm ever going to see one and be like, ah, I had it wrong the whole time. Look, there he is. Like, it's never going to happen, so I could just have my magical version of what a Tyrannosaurus yeah, looks like. we should be able to live in the past a little bit. Like, if it came out today... 
that the Trojan horse actually was just a complete piece of shit that just a bunch of retarded Trojans brought in. <laughs> and then, like, the general of the Trojans later was like, why would you bring that in, you idiot? Like, but no, our, like, the history, because the Greeks get to tell it, is that they built this beautiful horse that they were they duped those buffoons into pu- pulling into uh, their city, into Troy. Um, but, like, I you thought that whole story was fake from the get-go. Like, that was, that was not meant to be believed. Though the actual story of the it, Trojan horse, yeah, yeah, I don't think anything like that actually happened. Right. But you know, if it did come out, kind of like the Noah's Ark thing, where every few years they post, "Hey, we found Noah's Ark again, found it," and it's like some like either way too good looking of a boat to be believable, or way too shitty and small <laughs> to be believable, because both sides have like an agenda or something the, like that. The, like it's the challenge it's with the Bible stories, like it's like the problem isn't that it's false. The problem is that you promised it was true, right? Like, like you're hanging your whole like argument on this like infallibility of God and the truth, and that every word in this book is is like one to hang your hat on. And then like when stuff that's just like really crazy talk comes through, like every animal being on one boat and saving it through, and etc. That then uh, it's like, now that just calls into question the rest of it. This is not a new argument, but that's the thing. They, they, if, if they weren't so unrelenting on this, then their flexibility is their downfall, their inflexibility. Yeah, I, I don't know how many Christians still believe, like, literally, the Bible is the word of God, and it's like, it was actually six days of creation. I know quite a few do. Oh, but yeah, even like half of them those people, they're like, well, the, those days were, you know, they could have been <laughs> thousand years, million years. It does say in Genesis, uh, you know, uh, to the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. It's like, well, that's really fucking convenient. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, you can pull that shit. But that's part of the challenge, right? And, and, and they'll say like, all right, so this part, whether it was six days or 6,000 years, I'm flexible on. But that part over there, um, you know, where it says, like, we need to kill gays and stone people for this and that. Nah, you know, there's no movement in this one. You must strike the gay on the head with the rod 27 times. They're like, 24, 25. They're counting them out. Yeah. They're talking about years all of a sudden. We can get flexible. The shit about shellfish and fabric of mixed composition. That will let go. The gay thing? Oh, he was serious about that. Let he who has never even thought about gay sex swing the 28th blow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a great story. uh... (laughs) No, it's not a story. Um, I um th- this is interesting to no one, but I- I'm very excited personally. My paramotor helmet. Just today, I got it going so that I can talk to other people and I can live com to my GoPro at the same time. And oh, nice. uh, yeah, I'm I'm very much hoping that like I don't know. It just you know how gameplay is not about the gameplay. It, you know, like it, all my commentaries and stuff were historically were just about whatever, and I just. I in the air. I want that to be one of them. I want you to, I got, when you gotta go, you gotta go. And you to get some weird position where you pee without pissing your pants. That's that'd be pretty neat. You know, I used to compliment Kyle on his video ideas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one would blow up. Imagine you like tw- have to twist so your like penis is down and like not blowing. Piss so you don't, right you don't bring you. an empty Gatorade bottle for this pee. No, no, you just oh, pee no. into the prop. Oh, we're peeing or you just on pee in- forward, and as you're flying, it's just... <laughs> 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 
just a misting of your own urine, but then by that point, you will have already started peeing, and so you'll have to see it through. This helmet really comes in handy at times like these! <laughs> <laughs> this GoPro is waterproof and urine-proof! And watch okay, this! My entire suit's storm-proof! It can handle a little piss! <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah, it's urine-it's semen-proof, the- too. I, I, I then you have your little like post piece shiver and you go down where your little oh oh shit oh <laughs> but uh, it, I'm very excited about it I'm hoping that I can uh, uh, be an interesting backdrop for times I just want to talk so hopefully it'll be cool we'll see there would be a whole nother story yeah you, you know you can land anywhere Kyle just do that I, I thought it was bad <laughs> bird shit on your head <laughs> I feel like that would be uh, to be a revenge scenario, right? Like, imagine if Bird poops on me and you like fire it up, you know, like, all right, like, guys, let's get him back, you know, <laughs> take to the skies. <laughs> I don't think you can catch a bird up there. They're, uh, they're 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 literally made for it. There's a guy who kicked a bird up there, and uh, he got, <laughs> yeah, he. It, he saw an owl, and this owl like oh, really God. captured his his like attention. So I watched the video. It's like 17 minutes long of him like chasing down this owl, and and like I don't know what owl exhaustion looks like, but I think that's what I'm seeing. I'm thinking that these owls are great flyers, but they don't usually like run for their lives for 15, 20 minutes in a row. And uh, he eventually gets to it, and he kicks it, and I. I need to see it again. I don't think he recovered. I think he kicked the owl, and he goes tumbling out of the sky and hits the ground. And he, he may have killed the owl. Hedgewig. He just kicked an owl to death for the fuck of it? It was, well, it was one kick, but he was in mid-flight, so the you owl know, just, really like... really highly protected, and the fact that he did it from the air makes it worse. I, I hear you, and the whole paramotor community, like, hates this guy and that's one of the things that they really he's done a few things that uh that they don't like but kicking the owl is is like top of the list that was the yeah, thing like what was... else did he do besides kick a fucking owl that's well, shitty if I... I had a nature walk program where i was supposed to go out and show you like this is a birch tree this is uh you know uh Lime grass or whatever made up shit I say, like and it, then just in one episode on a whim I chased down a rabbit to the point of exhaustion and then just give it the fucking boot side of the head. <laughs> Boom! I wouldn't then I couldn't then just upload the video and be like, all right guys, thank you so much for joining me. A lot of fun in this nature walk. Sometimes you got to fight back. Am I right? Anyway, <laughs> like you couldn't do that. So yeah, the good thing this guy's taking shit. You shouldn't oh. just be able to. If you do, if you do it, at least hunt down. A garbage bird, like if there's like a trash, like like a pigeon or something. This was like five years ago, so like people are not letting go of it. And one of the things he did is he shot from a paramotor, like a pistol. And uh, I think it's one of those emotional bank account things where like because they all hate him, they're making an even bigger deal about shooting from his paramotor. My issue was he had like brush, like it was like a desert environment. So picture like six foot tall brush and whatever to his left and to his right he had water if he had shot the water i'd be really cool with it since he's like flying by shooting in whatever like desert version of woods he's flying by i'm like like you're not sure sure what's in there i know you know it to be a generally lightly populated area but you're shooting on the land like shooting the water and we're all cool you know those bullets are just splashing around doing nothing fish yeah. rights matter <laughs> yeah, he could have shot and, and really accounted for where the bullets were going, but instead he shot in the sure. brush. Uh, well, well that's, that's pretty shitty, too. 
He sh- the problem that where he went wrong was when he turned his camera on when he went out kicking and air shooting. Uh, because, like, there's a place and time for just about everything. I mean, I probably wouldn't kick an owl. But I, if I had a paramotor, I'd probably want to shoot from it, too, especially if I'm out in the, in the desert. Mm-hmm. But probably shouldn't record it, even if you know you're doing the right thing and you're being safe. Because I think it's against the law, A. Eh? And that, that owl thing, that owl thing is big is a very big deal. They're a federally protected species, and, and, and like game wardens will hunt you down and, and put you in jail over, over doing something he, bad to an owl. He got away and, with it because it was like a helmet cam or something. So there's really not like super definitive proof that it's him. Now, people that know him, like in the paramotor community, are like, dude, I know that voice anywhere. I recognize those thighs. Like, like this guy has a lot of footage of himself. That's kind of what you see because he's seated. And, uh, like, I don't know. Like, when I was a kid, and I, I could see a guy and know that that was him surfing just by the way his body moved, even though he was too far away to, like, make out his face. Um, with this guy, it's kind of the same thing. Like, you know how he flies. You know what he looks like. You know what model paramotor he flies. And uh, You know all the owl hate speech he posts on <laughs> social media. Yeah, <laughs> it, this is dragging on. But, yeah, so anyway, it, he's done some bad stuff but he got away with it because like the police can't really be like oh i've identified your knees yeah yeah well that that is man Owl i can kicker. understand accidentally killing a bird in the air because sure, hit the they, they could definitely run into you or like you they and they're not very they're pretty delicate they have to be to fly around so even a big bird like if you like had a, a big eagle like by the throat and it didn't talon you and you gave it like a nice gut punch like that thing's done like it's not it's not gonna be like oh god thank god i'm the king of the skies and then jump back up like no it's like oh my my bird bones oh like oh they're all hollow so i can fly it's not prepared for this like no it's just be shards of bird bone and you couldn't even feed it to your dog because it could choke so that's all it would be but to seek to go oh look at that large majestic predator top of the food chain not the top anymore am i right fellas remember to leave a like and subscribe and then <laughs> go after it i don't know that's that's really shitty i don't like I, that either i i've broken no I, i've never broken rules of course but if i were to say fly after sunset something you can't do uh there'd be no video of it on youtube yeah, yeah um because you're not an idiot right i can't believe he did that i it's, it's such a big deal and i'm so like conscious of it because like hunting growing up, we had the game wardens like always on our backs and like looking for any infraction, and and it was a big deal. It was like you know, you, it, it, on the dove field, a lot of times guys will drink. So like the guy right next to me is fucking drunk. I know he is, but I mean, you know, it's just gonna make his aim bad. He's not gonna shoot anybody. I don't fucking care, it's me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the game warden comes out. He's like, oh. You had a few to drink, haven't you? He's like, yeah, I've had a few. And he's like, well, why don't you go sit over there under the tree for a little while and just, just sober up. And I was like, all right, this guy's cool. But right before he got there, you keep, the way a dove field works is you got like a dozen guys out in the field where the doves are coming to eat. And you're, you're catching them between where they roost and where they eat while they're, like in, in, uh, while they're traveling, when they're up, coming a overhead. few at a time. Yeah, they're flying over. Yeah. And uh, so we're waiting on them. At the 12 of us in this field, and I had the best spot because I've been scouting this thing for like a week. So, and I've been practicing nonstop, just nonstop, thousands and thousands of rounds. And and so I'm killing every fucking bird that comes in the field. And uh, I see a hawk coming, and I'm like, oh, there's a hawk. And I kind of like drink my drink or whatever, and kind of look back up at him. And right about the time I look back up at him, I hear 
boom, 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 boom. And he gets fucking, <laughs> and fucking crashes into the ground. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, like this is as big of a deal as if an eight-year-old just got taken down, like, like, <laughs> like, like shot or something. I, we're all like losing our minds. And I, I'm, I'm just like, I'm just like, it was either that guy or that guy. I, and we're screaming, get it off the field, get it off the field, because this is a federal crime that someone just committed. Someone will go to jail if the, if the game warden comes. Huh. And, and the one, and the, the guy's like, I didn't shoot it, you shot it. And the other guy's like, I didn't shoot it, you shot it. And I'm like. Well, one of them fucking shot it. They both fired. Uh, somebody needs to go get this thing. And finally, some uh, um, smart individual ran and jumped on a four-wheeler and ran and grabbed the bird and took it and disposed of it. And literally 10 minutes later, two game wardens show up in two different vehicles and start spot-checking everybody on the field. It, just idiot. You think they would have seen the hawk on the ground? And I just sent my bird, Samson, over here to scout. <laughs> Haven't got him back though. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> He's got the falcon glove and everything. Like, Stop just blowing his falcon whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> it's odd. He never does this. You know. <laughs> What's your bird look like? About this big, full holes. You know. <laughs> well, the fear is that somebody tells, right? The fear is that someone says, "Hey, they just shot a hawk over there. It's laying in the field right over there. It was one of those two guys over there." You know, that happens a lot. People just tell on you. And I don't mean me, but like that's how people get in trouble with this sort of thing is they're bragging about their exploits of poaching animals, and then someone just fucking turns them in. Um, that happens a lot. The game, we're, we're, we were always very afraid of the game warden growing up because it's like, oh, I shot 13 doves instead of 12. Uh, I better do something about this because you know the, the, the game warden in our area didn't like us in particular, and he checked us every single day. Um, and like he would, li- he would, he would lurk in the areas that I hunted in, and when he heard a shot fired, he would drive toward the gunshot and look for you so he could make sure that you're putting that deer on your tag. Um, it, was, it was a real motherfucker. Yeah, Didn't like that guy. Down. Hmm. Like, yeah. if deer were in any way threatened and there weren't enough of those rats, those giant rats running around, which is what they are, they're a you know, huge problem here. The, the, the ticks that they carry have Lyme disease, or the ticks that they have carry Lyme disease, I guess I should say. Uh, and that's serious. I didn't know how bad Lyme disease was, but like, you could get bitten by a deer tick once and get Lyme disease and be allergic to red meat for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's that, no joke. I mean, Woody would just kill himself. Maybe just, well, that's it. <laughs> I, I thought Going they could on for, cure Lyme disease now. I think they can treat it because uh, chicken and uh, fish is not a cure for Lyme disease. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I know, um, I know there's a UFC fighter like, who had Lyme disease recently. Actually, he fought uh, Joe Lozon twice. And, I think uh, sometimes it doesn't. Because like, mm-hmm. the guy that, that I was listening to talk about, he's like, yeah, I got it eight years ago. Haven't had any problems in three years, but you never know. That sucks. Sounds that, terrible. I get ticks a lot. I feel like I just do shit that gets you ticks. You know? I used I, to get a lot as a kid because I was out at my grandparents property you know romping around the, the woods and you would always come in and like have to check your head and there would always be a few just hidden in there sometimes you'd miss one and it would be like i'd be going to school like i don't know a, a wednesday after a weekend i went to my grandparents house and i'm like i don't know 11 or 12 and i just like will check my my nutsack and there's just like a big fucking like almost full tick and it's it's like the disturbing parts of that <laughs> not like hanging off your ball sack like in one of the crevices one of the nick the niches where uh you're just no. like oh that's so upsetting 
but also gross because you know that it's been with you the whole time. This didn't just jump on. Mm. This has been a passenger. I found I've never had I found a tiny tiny tick on my nutsack like 10 days ago. Like this is still the life I lead. And uh and and I was like, yeah, like I don't know why I was looking at it, but I was checking it out and like is that a freckle or like what we got here? I take it off and sure enough, like that's a tick and it's a tiny one, which are the kind that I think are more likely to hold Lyme disease. I'm like, well, great. Now that's a thing, you know, like, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, it, does it make you a dirty person or something? Like, how do you avoid ticks other than you like live an in indoor it. life? You're getting them outside. So they're crawling up your pants, like all the way to the top and stop. Pants, there. aren't you adorable? <laughs> so we're getting to the root of your problem. <laughs> yeah, we are, right? You don't wear pants. It was 98 <laughs> out. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't wear long pants when it's 98 out. I wear shorts. Well, the ticks like that. They, they find it provides easy access to your testicles, apparently. Um, Can't argue I, with I, the facts. Yeah, I, 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 I wear my jeans. I, I don't know if it would matter. I, I think, like, to it sounds like you're in, like, brush or tall You'd grass or something. Yeah. Tall grass. Right? It was an airfield, right? So it's just tall grass that we can Ah, in. yeah, that makes sense. You ever and, get chiggers? No. Oh, I don't my know what God. Chiggers I've really gotten are. chiggers so bad. Chiggers bore into your skin and like leave this little like air hole breather out, and they just itch, and you get rid of them by what I've always pol- done is put nail polish on them because it like clogs up their little breathing apparatus and they just fucking die in your skin and you scratch them off. Nail what polish happens, remover. What happens if you don't do it? Like, do they eventually leave on their own or? I don't well, know. Eventually, it's they really die bad. by like suffocating or like the hole closes up or something. I think that's what it is. But uh, they itch for a while. If you don't do anything about them, they suck. Like I used to get those at my grandparents' place constantly, and it's just a whole like legs worth of tiny little smaller than a mosquito bite dots that itch horribly. Yeah, and really small dots. Is it yeah, bad like poison chicken. ivy itching? Yeah, uh, I've never had poison ivy, so I don't know. Wow! Oh, I love. Oh, I don't know if I'm allergic to it because. I yeah. mean, I was out with friends all the time, goofing off in the woods, and it, like sometimes a friend would get poison ivy, and I just maybe I just lucked out, but I never got I, it. I, the first time I met someone who wasn't allergic to poison ivy, I didn't know that was a thing, and I was old, like thirty something, and and I'm like, he's like, oh, it's not allergic to poison ivy, it doesn't affect me, and it was like he had a superpower, because like I'm, I think now as an adult, I'm like a regular person, like I get poison ivy, but it's whatever. As a child, I got it super bad, crazy bad. And one of the ways you can know if you're really susceptible to it is like, do you get poison ivy from eating cashews? Because they're in the same family. So if you're mega sensitive to poison ivy, then cashews can affect you, and they did to me, of course. I would get poison ivy, and I swear it just blew in the wind at me. Like I was hardly in the woods at all. I'd get poison ivy in areas like my balls that were covered. You know, like how did that happen? Like it, I guess. Got it on your hand, and you scratched. I, probably like that's the but, but I don't know I I had it so I, I had it my arm would swell up like Popeye's forearm and I, we had to go to that a doctor terrible. to get like steroids it would all get black and blue and everything I, I missed school because of poison ivy I got poison Jeez. ivy bad and uh, I'm not a fan that doesn't sound like it no. well I uh, I try to avoid the the ticks and the chiggers um, I remember when when we were uh, on that first survival trip in North Carolina I had a few ticks um, we were just laying on the ground so it figures that'll happen and yeah. and and but 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 yeah I've gotten chiggers always from like fields with tall grass and standing in tall grass and 
Like uh, it, they, they really itch. They usually get between my all my shins and like kind of around my ankles in that area. Hmm. Yeah, just suck. I don't, it, it, is anyone not susceptible to chiggers? Because I swear I've spent a lot of time outdoors, and I it's a, I, I don't I can't imagine that that anyone would be not susceptible because it's an insect. I right? think that crawls up your leg and then bores into your skin. Do they just so find me unattractive, chiggers? Perhaps. <laughs> yeah, that, may, that might be it. Boys, this one sucks. It went sour. I think he drinks pickle juice. <laughs> That's so gross that you drink that pickle. We should talk about that on PKA because I, 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 feel, I feel like it'd be funny if you were like, oh, yeah, I drink pickle juice. And then I chew up the seeds. And, and Chew Nice was like, ah! <laughs> chew up the seeds! As he's like drinking his wood glue. Yeah, <laughs> I would like to see that because that is... That sounds like a challenge to me, to have to drink pickle juice and chew up little seeds and bits of re- remnant pickle. Shards of pickle, if, if you, you will. If you think of like, it a different way, like pickle juice is the magic elixir that makes bread and butter pickle, bread and butter pickles, bread and butter pickles. Like this is the salt and water and vinegar, right? These are like my favorite things. <laughs> Just a lot of vinegar, a lot of nitrates. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, look, I'm not arguing that it's good for you. Like, don't don't get it. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, 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 this is a thing that I drink maybe like twice a year. Uh, as a as a sin that that I commit, but uh, a dietary Your sin. Blunts, it's, I got some work to do. It's just, it's just like, like it's a hot day and you <laughs> you crack open a cold can of pickles and it's just like running down your neck. It's more like <laughs> like fuck it, you know. I I want a snack right now and I got like some time allotted. You know, like get I, actually I'll tell you. I watched Independence Day two that movie. It's like somehow, like I was interested in that movie. I didn't catch it in the theater, and I'm like, I'm gonna watch it right now. I'm just gonna like shut down the world, forget any work or responsibilities. I'm gonna enjoy this movie. And while you might like your popcorn, I like bread and butter pickles. So I've got the jar and a fork, and I go. And as it as it starts getting toward the end, like that's when I'm like getting it. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because I don't drink so the. I, I I maintain discipline. I don't drink the juice until the pickles are all gone. You know. So I'm like, oh, there's only like four more of these fucking pickles before I get to the to the to that sweet elixir at the bottom of it. And uh, and then you know it's like yeah the pickles are gone. So then. There's still like seeds and like little baby pickles and shit left in there. So you stir it up and, and make a little like tornado in the bottle and they're in the jar and then you drink the tornado of uh of- it's the last of your creatine. It's like, all right, let's power this down. But instead it's pickle remnants. Mm-hmm. And oh, that is disgust it is astounding to me that you're like, Oh, Bud Light, gross and then you're <laughs> drinking like half gallons of pickle juice as a treat. Like I there's no way that those beer t- like true. a Bud Light tastes as bad as pickle juice. You couldn't pay me to drink pickle juice. That sounds horrible. I can take a sip. I just see. See what I find weird here isn't that you drink pickle juice because sure a sip. I like. I, I'm familiar with. I like pickles. I don't like bread and butter. I Some like dill people pickles. take the juice and like spritz it on their um, sandwich. Sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay too. But you're Heard drinking this stuff like a beverage. You're drinking like six ounces of this stuff and chewing the seeds. So it's, it's a little more than that. I mean, uh, the Jeremy with his pickle shots, like that should be your next drink of choice. You know, you get the shot of pickle juice and the shot of booze and you boom, boom. I had some, of, I was just about to bring that up because I had a couple of those 
it was it was probably in the last three months that I was at like a cookout and they had picklebacks or pickle shots, whatever you call them, and it's just a shot with half Jameson, half pickle juice, and everyone was raving about how good it was, and I tried a couple and. Really, it was more of a surprise of like this is not as wildly disgusting as I thought it would be, because the, the I guess trade off is that okay if there were no pickle juice in here it would just be full of Jameson which I'm not a mm-hmm. huge Jameson fan I don't oh, think that tastes either. very good. Jameson no, and doesn't. Jack Daniels are two liquors that everybody seems to really have a hard on for and I've never enjoyed Jack's either worse. one. Jameson's better like than it. Jack. I feel Jameson's definitely better than Jack. I still would never vodka? pick it. it. Vodka's terrible. And Jägermeister is awful. And Jack Daniels Oh, now there's where you're too- wrong. See, see, Jaeger, I could, if I had a bottle of Jaeger right here, I could sip on it like, like it's any, like coffee Just or like, something. Like I'll say yeah, this. T- yeah, I, I've heard that, and I, and, I, and I get where they're coming from. I drank Jaeger. They told me it's just like black licorice. I thought, I don't really like black licorice, but it's better than alcohol. And, uh, and I drink it, and I'm like, ah, it's like vodka ish like it has, it has the alcohol in it with a black licorice sort of aftertaste like this i don't know i really like i really like it with red bull you know do a, do a jaeger bomb as they as they call it as the kids call it uh i feel like i'm almost too old to do a jaeger bomb <laughs> almost uh, well yeah. red bull is great at covering up flavors because it's such like a a sweet and tart sugary carbonated drink I, so it can you can mix it with anything like red bull and vodka red bull and uh, jaegermeister like it's going to do a lot of masking. I want to, I want to do two alcohols that lived up to the hype. One, like peach schnapps or there's some different schnapps. It's like, oh, yeah. This, I mean, you still get that alcohol kind of nastiness to it. But it is actually masked while still being heavy in alcohol. It's easy to make a really weak, like, strawberry daiquiri. And be like, oh, it's just like a, you know, Frosty from Wendy's or something. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, there's no alcohol in it. I, no, Schnapps actually heavy in alcohol and whatever. But what's better still is some of these magicians that can make the moonshine. That, like an apple pie moonshine or a peach moonshine. You can make it. I've never made it. I'm sure it could be taught. Uh, But like, that seems like the kind of thing you'd have fun doing, dude. There's a your own thing. I have a paramotor friend. I won't say his name because I don't. I I think it's legal if you just make it for yourself. And he, yeah, or, you just can't sell it. You can't sell it. So sometimes he brings it and gives it away. And, and it's, that's the truth of it. I'm not just covering it. He sometimes gives it away. And, uh, like, after our first flight, you know, there was going to be this, like, you know, bar trip celebration. And he's like, I brought something special. And that's when I was first introduced to his moonshine. It's magic. You could drink. It, it, he has it in, like, a mason jar. You could drink the whole mason jar. And it's as strong as vodka. Like, it, I don't know about that. See... I'm listening. I don't believe that it's as strong as vodka. I, I, I would like to do some, some, some testing on this stuff because my experience with, with, with Moonshine is this. There's like two kinds. I think they call it a clear. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's always a southern accent involved, so it's kind of hard to tell exactly <laughs> what these were. That's the clear right there. That's the clear. And I think usually what they mean is like this is like as strong as we could make it. Like this stuff is, is, is going to burn your ears when you, when you drink it kind of alcohol. And then there's like the candied ones that are like peach pie or apple pie or something. And all the ones that I have gotten of that, I can pour like a juice glass of that stuff and, and drink the whole juice glass of it. And I'll get wasted, but it's not like drinking a juice glass of vodka. You know, it's not like going to – I'm not going to be vomiting. They have, uh, so I, I might have stuff like what you're describing, Woody, at uh, a couple of like the liquor stores here where it's like the mason jar – 
clearly it's like mass produced, but it still has like in the mason jar and it has like some fruit or whatever is in there sitting in there. And it'll be like, you know, uh, plum pie or peach yeah. cobbler or whatever. And those are usually like 40 proof. Have so you, like 20% alcohol. So way more than beer or have wine. Have you tried it? Because I think they sell I that before. at my local yeah, gas station. I, didn't, I thought it was too sweet terrible. and a little bit syrupy. I, I didn't care for it. Hmm. Yeah, that stuff's terrible. Um, I, I, the, I just want to say, I might be off target in saying it's as strong as vodka. But I will say this. It's curiously strong compared to how good it tastes. And it's easy, if not warned, to drink too much of it. Because you can drink yeah. the whole jar and find yourself I mean, imagine if sick. wine tasted like Sprite. You'd right. be like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is my fourth uh, Sprite today. You'd be shit-faced. You had four glasses in the morning. Yeah. And you'd be drinking way more because you'd be like, man, I really like this wine. It actually mm. tastes good. It's sweet and carbonated. Uh, I... Not gross. Like, wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, wine I never got into. And I try it again every now and then. It seems like every three, five years I'm in some situation where they're like, oh, Nah, you know, you just don't appreciate good wine. Like it, this wine here is fantastic. Well, this is super. Oh my god, this will blow your mind. Like, all right, like, like maybe I'll find out what this whole wine thing's about, and then I drink it, and it's like, ah, oh, I remember. It's just about the same fucking thing it was before. I think it takes. I, I the, the way that I would get into wine is if I was like, I don't know, if I was dating somebody or going on dates with somebody who drank it a lot, and like you know, three or four nights a week for a couple of weeks straight, we were having a bottle of wine, then I would definitely be like, oh, yeah, it tastes good. Oh, it's delicious. Uh, it's just an acquired taste. I know it is because yeah. I used to think it was tasty. I used to be like, you know, wanting another bottle of red wine. And then when red wine made me sick, I, I needed a white wine. And then when white wine made me sick, I was like, no more alcohol ever. <laughs> I, Yeah, I, I, I can like, so I went into it and it's like, okay, so wine has a really complex taste, right? So when you drink it, try to appreciate like all the shit that's going on in your mouth, the tannins, the barrel it came from, the this, the that, is it stemmy, the great, like try to appreciate, yeah, like try to appreciate how complex this taste is. And I drink it and I don't appreciate it at all. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't like this taste. I can, uh, I, I can taste a little buttery. Way. With scotch, mm. I can do that. Where like, but the thing is, like, scotch is usually about like eighty proof, so like as strong as vodka. And so like, the strength of the liquor means that I can't just pour. Like, I've got glasses over there for like scotch and shit. Like, it's not a big glass. Like, you pour a small amount and then you take sips. Like, with wine, it doesn't force you to drink it slowly enough, and I don't like it enough. So like, I'll have some in my glass, and it'll be like a red at my dad's house or something, and I'll like take a drink, and I'll see like you don't have that much more to go. You could just get this done right now. Be like, all right, I can just get. All right, you want another one? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. You really complimented the steak or whatever you wanted it to do. Like, it's <laughs> exactly right. I, I don't, it, it's just reds that I really don't like very much. Like, and I know that it's it's not because they're gross. It's just because I haven't put in the time to learn to appreciate all the subtleties of it. Are you sure it's not? Because I know gross. there are a lot of subtleties. I, I just had a don't really get... tasty dessert wine once that was a red, and I, I really liked it. Yeah. And like, we would we would. I remember we ate it with dessert, and we had some sort of chocolate pie or something. And I was just like, "This is really tasty. Like, I I, I want another. Like, we should get two bottles of this. It, it was it was good. Um, yeah, so I can go either like way, that. but I just don't drink on my own. And, and like, 
I don't know anybody in my like that's like close to me that really drinks or should drink. Like I know some girls who 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 would probably like to drink, but it's like you're not allowed anymore because you've become emotionally unstable. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, no booze for you and no crack for me for the same reason. You see how that works? If I do crack, I might get crazy and burn you with a cigarette lighter. You do you do alcohol, you get a similar reaction. So no booze for you. <laughs> Um, so, so, so there's just not a lot of alcohol drinking going on in my daily life. I've got booze here, um, but I just don't drink it. I, I wouldn't even I, know if we have booze. I bet we do. I'm sure. Sometimes people give it to us, and then like 10 years later, we still have it. Oh, yeah. I have it from, um, we had a, a wine sponsor. Oh, yeah, you still got that. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Club W. Club yeah. W, yeah, yeah. I think there's a bottle of champagne upstairs and a couple of bottles of wine. I like that. I like that because I, I really have a preference for carbonated beverages, and so anything that's carbonated I like a lot more. So champagne is way above wine for me, and it feels like you're you're celebrating. Yeah, I think champagne's one of those ones where it's not better after time, right? I think it's it's it gets more bitter and less I, sweet. I'm not sure, but I've I've I still I I drink champagne so fucking rarely that for me it still feels like it still tastes good. Like I like it. I just think of it as like carbonated sweet wine. Which I guess is what it is. Yeah, it's like alcoholic Sprite to me, or alcoholic ginger ale, or something. It's it's pretty tasty. Yeah. Those dessert wines are good though. Like we've Melissa and I've gone to nicer restaurants where like afterward it's like, oh, you want a dessert wine, and then you have some of like this pink dessert wine, and you're like, man, this is this is great. Like this tastes really good. And then like you look at the bottle and you see the alcohol content, and it's like half of what <laughs> a regular bottle of wine is. And you're like, aha, percent. Huh. Uh, <laughs> if I found the variable, like. <laughs> You know what we haven't talked about? Six percent. Oh, topic change. I just got excited. The whole terrorist attack thing has been a gun lover's dream. Like, so they attacked us with plumbing supplies and with uh, a knife, right? What'd you say? And a pressure cooker. And oh, and a pressure cooker, right? So. The fuck is that, right? Like these are, but plumbing supplies, a pressure cooker, and a knife. And in the Minnesota one, I think in particular, the knife wielding attacker was taken down by a concealed carry guy. I think he was an off duty cop, and uh, he like trains tactical stuff. And, and it, like it's almost while he's a cop, it's he's also like a gun enthusiast who you know. He own, I think that's what he does now. I think he's a retired cop and owns like a training center, like or, or or definitely a shooting range. And he like teaches classes on how to do that kind of shooting. Like yeah. you couldn't have fucked with the wor- a more right. a worse guy. You can't imagine a worse guy to mess with. Like I guess I maybe I know one or two who are like world you championship might. like speed shooters. But like he is one in five thousand as far as how good he is at not just shooting a piece of paper, but like shooting a gun in a mall at a bad guy. Like he's the guy you want. Do you think he was thinking at the time, like, oh, my God, it's happening? <laughs> yes. It's finally <laughs> yeah. happening. Do I you bet. think he was, like, rehearsing what he was going to say to the media as he was pulling it out? Well, it wasn't really that hard considering all the training that I'd put into this. Bam. <laughs> I really don't need your thanks. I'm just being an American citizen. You know, I, just <laughs> I, in my head, I don't know what's true, but, like, I, I picture that – because the knife guy stabbed, like, nine people, right? So I imagine there's like a bunch of people screaming. Okay, eight or nine. Maybe it was eight. I don't know. A bunch of people screaming. A bunch of other people like running away. And he's like headed upstream through a crowd of people like, oh my fucking yes. Yes. Make room. And and, and he finally like, oh yeah. A knife wielder? You brought a knife to a gunfight? You fool. And then he'll... (laughs) 
and uh, and, and just like shoot him like eight or ten times. Don't let that guy leave yet. <laughs> he shot him like six times or something like that. Although there was that other guy that got shot, so I get the two muddled up a bit. We yeah, we had a, a couple terrorists. I was off Reddit and like not only internet for a day or two, and it was like there was a couple of uh, two or three terrorist attacks. So that was pretty interesting. More pressure cooker bombs in New York. Of course, they forgot about the fact that New Yorkers will steal your shit. You leave it on the street. So people are like, that's some nice luggage there. They open it up, and there's a pressure cooker inside. And they're like, what the fuck is this? Steal the luggage and leave the pressure cooker sitting there. So thus it loses its camouflage, and people reported it. The Department of Homeless Security. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You should say that one. Uh, You blew that one too early. I I, I think I saw somebody tweet that. I'm not taking credit. That was pretty clever, though. Uh, But um, I saw someone tweeted. uh, It was some news anchor. I don't remember exactly what station it was for but he was like uh we are very 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 lucky that the shooter decided to try and use explosives instead of using a gun and it was like that is why are they describing him as a shooter in this scenario <laughs> that's, uh, the, the attacker the terrorist whatever the guy said oh, didn't say terrorist um that is, that's just wildly uninformed like you have to be a real idiot to believe that or someone who with an agenda has no qualms with lying to people and misleading them yeah, like bombs. that's bombs are way worse like uh, i'm sorry timothy mcveigh like has anybody even come close has anybody come close aside from 9-11 which once again wasn't guns uh to matching timothy mcveigh like a couple hundred people died at the oklahoma city How many people uh, died? bombing i think it was 200 plus right mm-hmm. right around there now you say it rings a bell I think it's like, but the point is, like, bombs are so much more devastating than guns. If you, and it's not that hard to make a bomb. I've never tried, but I assume that, you know, obviously people are figuring this shit out. Uh, ISIS is out there saying, hey, go to Sears and buy this, and then go to Home Depot and buy this, and then stop on over by Lowe's and make sure you get it at uh, Ace Hardware so they don't track. Like, they give you tips for that kind of shit. 168 confirmed deaths and an additional possible death. Like, I don't know. One possible. They never okay. found Six, what was left of that other guy. Six hundred and eighty non-fatal injuries. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's not even in the same ballpark as any of these other attacks. It's they're not even playing the same sport. That was a lot like, of ammonium nitrate. Yeah, that I'm like, so truck. we had forty-nine in Orlando, but forty-nine is just a lot less than one sixty-eight. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It doesn't diminish any of the uh, the issues or the the tragedies. It just points out the fact that wow you're a really disingenuous piece of shit if your first response at this is well you know yeah we're just just be thankful that that he didn't use guns and that he decided to try and use a bomb would you be saying that same thing if they made the bomb correctly or if those homeless people those vagabonds didn't stumble upon it and it actually went off at the right time and it killed a lot of people like would you be saying that same thing of course not of course you wouldn't be saying the same thing because it would have been more devastating than i don't know i'm not an expert and i don't i don't know much about the bombs but i'm guessing it would have been successful with air quotes on the level of that boston bombing yeah it depends yeah if you got a crowd they that that was a super super like condensed packed crowd this was a subway right so i I don't know where it was um but but i'm just saying like like the marathon thing like that crowd was it was like you know they're they're Mm -hmm. lining the road or whatever and like they're shoulder to shoulder really packed in there but yeah an environment like that is what i guess what they're looking for um but yeah, I would much, much, uh, much more fear for a bomb than a gun, because well, there's obvious reasons. Anyone who says that, says that's an idiot or they're lying to you, like you said. Yeah. <clears throat> hmm. 
but yeah, lots of lots of crazy stuff in the news this week. Lots of bad people out there doing their thing. Uh, yeah. I can't. It can only be good for Donald Trump. You know that it's true. He is the law and order candidate after all. Every time Chiz posts like uh, uh, anything that's um, that that's uh, uh, um, like like oh this terrorist attack happened or there's shooting there or here or there and I'm just like law and order candidate. <laughs> I did it so much. I didn't realize. Like I guess I just didn't read the tone very carefully in Chiz's message. I didn't realize that he was getting like upset or bothered. But as I come back, I'm like, oh, sometimes actually, yes, he is mad. I uh, I tend to be. I mean, maybe I am intentionally tone deaf, like in text. But because uh, I don't like to read tone into text, I I pref- people can get it too extreme or whatever. But I came back and reread a few, and I'm like, oh yeah, he's upset. He's upset. <laughs> you know, when someone's like cursing in text, there's a special kind of like deliberateness to it, and uh, yeah, he's mad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like discussing political things with Chiz on the internet because he gets mean and angry and uses dirty, dirty words. <laughs> Your virgin ears. <laughs> he uses dirty words. <laughs> yeah, have a conversation with the man about politics <laughs> without it, like, like you know, regressing into a nana nana boo boo kind of fight and 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 calling each other peaches. And you wouldn't like arguing with my wife. There's two problems with it. Uh, one, she is very, very well informed, which just it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> like every time I mention, like you know, but this happened or that or whatever, I tend to be contrarian. I don't know why when I'm with her, I'm like practically pro-Trump. But um, you know, and she always like has every detail and every counter argument, and that's dreadful. And then the other part of it is like she just like I don't know, isn't happy with you for not being like pro-Hillary. Like, don't you see? Like you, you. You're off target on this, and and it, it's it's something we gotta fix in you. And yeah. uh, how could anybody pick a turd sandwich over a douche? You know. Yeah. Pretty much exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's and I, 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 like really, like my honest belief. I've been honest for a while. And I, I just like, I, I, I guess if I had to pick now, I'd pick Hillary, but she's really crooked. And if Trump, it wasn't for Jackie, would you still? pick hillary or is that kind of the you know, thing you know one of the issues i have with trump now is his vp so i believe that trump is going to be a bit of a hands-off president which doesn't mean bad right I, people don't get it confused reagan was a hands-off president he was pretty effective um bush jr was a hands-off president i'm not sure about his father and uh you know they let, they let the vp do a lot right cheney did a lot uh, it doesn't mean bad it just means they delegate more and when you look into Shit, is it Pence? Is that his VP? Yeah, or, Pence. Yeah. Um, he's dreadful. Like, he's super religious, and he inserts his, uh, like, his, his beliefs into government. He's not really a pro. He's not a secular guy. He likes church and state to be mixed, and he'll take his state, like, attorneys and send them to other states to, to weigh in on their issues. And uh, I, I could give you the article, but it really turned me off from his VP. And hmm. that was a problem. Yeah. Am I mixing up Pence? What's Hillary's VP name? Kane. Oh, that, uh, maybe I Tim Kane. Maybe I had it right all uh, along. I'm looking forward to the debates. They're coming up soon. Uh, we'll see if Hillary can, can stand for that long. Well, uh, hopefully good. Trump doesn't completely blow it. Yeah. We'll see. On the we'll see how it goes. debate? Dude, I could see. Like, I have no idea where that's headed. Right, I can totally see Trump nailing like 
the best zingers in presidential debate history, which seems to be how they grade them, right? And just smashing it. And I can also see Trump, you know, coming up empty uh, and looking uninformed compared to Hillary. I think he's either going to go in the way, like, more calm, reserved, kind of trying to look more leader-like and play the politician part, and he'll do well, or he'll get flustered early and resort to crazy Don where it's nothing but ridiculous zingers and he'll and everybody on the alt-right will think he won and everyone else will be like uh yeah no because that really didn't look very becoming of our leader that looked like a, a child you know getting getting pissy so i don't know what he's gonna end up doing it just depends the level of professionalism he's capable of carrying out interesting so you think being unprofessional hurts him i don't know i don't know yeah because people are acting they act like the alt-right is this huge group of people when really it's it's a minority of people who are very loud on the internet like most people who are voting for him are still just regular republicans who don't like the idea of you know crazy racist alt-right people getting their way and so it's just like a, a, a feedback loop of oh trump's doing great you know maga and that and but really like nobody's jumping on the train a lot of trump supporters are really hillary anti-supporters which i can see yeah they're not crazy that's what i would put myself <laughs> I think in that, is more just i, I, that, I dislike tr- hillary more than i dislike trump i think trump's gonna win because i don't think hillary's voters are passionate about her i don't think there's anyone passionate about her i don't think she's gonna get the black vote i bet trump comes close in the black vote i bet trump gets like 14 percent and and she gets like 30 percent and then the rest don't vote like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like I think it's something like that's going to happen. I, I don't think I think there's going to be terrible voter turnout for Hillary because I just can't understand people getting passionate about her, and I really can't understand the kind of I can't see liberals getting passionate about voting against Trump enough to go vote. I don't know. Maybe that's just me and this, and, and I'm fooling myself. But that's just how it feels. I think a lot of people will go out there just to vote against Trump, but I think that will be, you know, counteracted by the fact that. Unlike Obama, like there's not a ton of people hugely passionate about going out and having their voice heard because yeah, we're not even Hillary, like Hillary, has had potentially the easiest run to the presidency of all time. In it this. was It should have. It should have been. Hey, can you beat this 74-year-old socialist in the primary? Ah, apparently I can kind of eke it out if I'm really, really shady. Hey great news hillary you're not even running against a real politician it's donald trump the guy who donated to you oh that's <laughs> awesome that's great oh i'm 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 like tied with him now i'm barely beating donald the apprentice trump a guy who wrestled on wwe as a stunt <laughs> in the last like 10 years that guy like like she you took vince mcmahon she down is, Did you see she that is fucking Ooh. bad at this like grounded pound do you guys yeah. go to 538 very much gracious yeah, I follow him on Twitter. I go there and kind of look around and see. That, that's my number one site that I go to because I think they got every state right for the last two elections. It's 100 out of 100 states. That's pretty amazing. And um, uh, I, I, I thought that with the Hillary uh, medical collapse, like kind of in the rearview mirror now, fading off, that we'd start to see it revert to where it was two weeks ago. And that is not the case. Trump is just continuing to gain on Hillary. And... Uh, he's doing better in their polls plus thing. Like what they do is they take the polls and then they modify them a little bit. One of the things they include is momentum. So Trump, like even if the the polls model says it's 60-40, they have it like 55-45. 
um, because Trump has momentum. So uh, it's I don't know. I thought it was interesting because the, the like the Donald subreddit goes nuts on how like you know what a cucky is and all that. But as it is now, five thirty eight is benefiting Donald more than the actual poll numbers are because his with a little twist they put on it helps yeah. him. Well, that was just a thing for a lot of those like very intense Donald supporters for a while where it was like, Oh, these polls, they don't even matter. It's all just a part yeah. of the machine. And even if Hillary was losing 99 to one, they'd still report 60, 40. And then as soon as that swings, they kind of either have to maintain that position of it still doesn't matter or basically admit, well, yeah, we were kind of just having a sour grape situation where we were pissy that we weren't winning. Like, so there's no winning in that situation when you've been proven to be incorrect. Because there's like Nate Silver, the guy who runs 538. I think that's him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right. He he has a vested interest. In, I don't read like the opinion stuff on there. I just look at like the polls and like his predictions. That dude has a vested interest in getting this right. Like that is his career. Yeah. He like unless like I don't know if, if Hillary Clinton like is like you know I'll give you twenty million dollars if you really make <laughs> this work for me maybe then but I really think that this dude is trying a hundred percent to just get this right like. That, that, that's, that's just what I think. That's, that's his job, he and he's trying to do it. That's his job security. If he if it comes out that, oh, it looks like 538 was actually wildly off everywhere, all that credibility out the door. Those past elections don't matter because now he's the credibility is they, <laughs> they have this winding path to 270 votes, and uh, if you go back like a month, Hillary's blue path was way past the 270 into Trump territory. Now it's literally one more state. Like, I, I just watched the pink and the red, like, of Trump's march over and over. Um, and now all he needs is New Hampshire. If Trump picks up New Hampshire and everything goes as the polls say, Trump is the next president. Or Virginia, live, I think. Live for uh, your die. Or Colorado. Yeah, okay. So uh, New Hampshire I picked because it's the state that's the closest. Uh, Colorado, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Virginia. You know, like, any of those would do it, too. But that also, you know, assumes that all the states that are barely Trump's go Trump's way too. You know? Yeah, he's going to win a much by much bigger margins than that. Yeah. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not like, I, I still do not think he he's, he's going to win. Not going to win. No. No, he's not. He's, he's not, not going to win. Hillary has every establishment person on the planet mm-hmm. on her side. Everyone is pulling. The Bushes for are pulling for. Her. Yeah, there was like. I really don't think old Bush's vote is going to carry a ton of weight since a lot of the reason that people – I was reading an article about this today. A lot of the reason that people are voting for Trump or at least a good group of people is they feel like he's not in that class of political gurus. He's not in mm-hmm. that like upper echelon of political people rubbing shoulders in the White House, and that is kind of what – you know, so some people might see that and be like, "Yeah, good. Like, we don't want your brand of of conservatism back or whatnot." I, see, I'm just saying what people may construe that for, as, but maybe it will impact votes. Forgive, I have no idea. Forgive the tinfoil hat stuff that's about to come out of me, but I feel like let's say you buy refs for a basketball game, right? If two semi-close teams play, buying the refs work. If you buy the refs, your high school team cannot beat the Clippers, right? It, it, they just can't do that much for you. I feel like. There, there's enough fucking crooked people out there that will turn a close race into a Hillary victory. Trump needs to slam the door on this thing 
or there's going to be some voting irregularities that put Clinton in the White House. I mean, all it would take would be for someone to literally slam a door on Hillary and she'd be out anyway. She's so frail and fragile that we're just a stiff wind away or a car door getting slammed or, or something like that from her being out of this thing anyway. Yeah, she's clearly in very bad health. And so this could at any time crumble down. Like she, you don't like, need a sniper's bullet. Great health. I saw her kiss that little girl. She looked. Oh, that's, She looked yeah. lively and ginger. And so I want to see someone CGI it so that you can see like the life drain out of the little girl's face, <laughs> and like like her skin turns to paper and it just blows away in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> and then it shows Hillary younger, revitalized. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Hillary Clinton now going to be the youngest president and a woman, <laughs> just sucking the life from this nine-year-old girl. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I, I think Trump is going to lose. I think Trump's going to lose, and it might be crooked. It might not. Him. Yeah, I, Hillary won the the primaries. Crooked shit, right? Like a, a handful of DNC staffers had to resign in disgrace. You know, they're, they're yeah. sending emails about manipulating. And then the big ones get rehired. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately. Uh, yeah. Thanks for uh, for dying on that hill for me. We got a job for you. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. It, it, she's so clearly crooked, manipulative, cunty, whatever you want to say. So is Trump. She is. She is going to twist it somehow. And it's not that I don't think Trump is morally above rigging an election because I don't. <laughs> I just don't. He does not have the means to do it. Mm-hmm. Hillary has the means. She has. She knows everybody, and everybody wants her in. Like, the media wants her in, the uh, fellow politicians, all the Democrats want her in. There's, you know, there's Republicans for Hillary, but there's no Democrats for Trump. Like, it's, <laughs> that's just the way it is. Trump is not some moral bastion of, you know, ethics and freedom, but he also doesn't have the capacity to do that at all. The thing I learned about today, so Trump lost a lawsuit, and as part of the payment, he had to donate some money to charity. So what he did is he had, apparently there's a charitable foundation, a Trump foundation, and rather than pay the charity with his own money, he just took it from the charitable trust and like used other people's money to to like settle that lawsuit. Yeah, and I don't doubt it. He's not a good guy. tactic. See, it's 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 ideas like that that's going to get this country out of debt. All right, <laughs> here's a man. The the authorities come to him and say, "You owe some money. You did wrong," and he says, "Oh, did I? Well." Someone else will pay for that. Watch this. And he moves a few things around. All of a sudden, some other people pay for it. That's what we need on a national scale. We need to be affecting global commerce with that kind of mindset. You know, Make like Mexico pay for the fine. <laughs> like, so the deal with Iran, and I probably have some detail wrong, but like, it has occurred to me, like, the first thing we did is we gave them a lot of money. And then we're going to see if they continue to behave. And I'm like, why didn't we space that payment out? Why don't we be like, all right, tell you what, you need to behave for the next 12 years. We're going to give you one-twelfth of the money every year for the next 12 years. Why'd they get it up front? Why are they still behaving? Like, they got the money. I, I, well, they're not behaving. Are, are, are like, it reliably? Like, what do you know that I, don't, that I haven't heard about? Oh, just about Iran violating mm-hmm. uh, 
what was this is is it the nuclear thing you're talking about like the non-proliferation of All nuclear weapons yeah that, that i think there's more to that more maybe i have to do more than just that but are it's, they, complicated. it's so complicated i heard sean hannity explain this thing for an hour and a half one time and 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 he went on and on about how well, i'm like, sure you're yeah. well informed now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah exactly and I, and I said that you know to pre- i prefaced it with that okay. but he he was explaining that like uh, you know they've that that it's more about the ballistic technology that they can continue to work on, um, and that not working on the creation of the the nuclear material wasn't even that big of a deal because you know you're 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 basically giving them 180 million dollars to work on the hard part of delivering a nuclear weapon to Israel, which is the ballistic program, the missile which carries a payload to a place. Um, so, and that was his thoughts on the matter. He's super super duper pro Israel, super anti Iran, and super anti Obama though. Where are we going to be in, like, 20 years when, like, figuring out how to send a missile a thousand miles is just on the internet and not a big deal? It's on the internet. It's just, I I think there's a lot of technical stuff that has to be uh, taken care of first, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's going to be a real fucking problem. And in civilization, what happens when everybody gets to that tech is the missiles start crossing the fucking... (laughs) 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 Like, like I know as soon as I get to ballistic missile technology, because there's a ballistic missile leaving my my, my capital and heading toward yours. So, who knows? Probably what's probably going to happen is we're going to have some sort of. Uh, I know Israel had this has this thing. I think they call it David Sling or something. They've all they've got a bunch of them like that. There are these anti missile uh, things. So like you know they'll shoot those missiles in over the wall and these these things are launching countermeasures up at them and shooting them out of the air and shit. So I think the, Is- the Israelis are pretty well protected with that, especially with the hundreds of millions of material and cash we give them. And then on our side, I'd like to believe we're in a similar situation, a similar boat. Um, plus, we've got the Atlantic and the Pacific on either side. I think but... that we are in D.C. Like, I, that, I'm, I'm almost certain that like certain buildings are protected in D.C., like the White House and the Pentagon and such. Ballistic missile, right? You know, we're talking mm-hmm. about it entering over a state, not really like the, a, a machine gun's going to pop up over a building and like no, shoot a ballistic I'm with missile. You. Like some sort of uh, anti-missile technology, I think, is currently implemented around D.C. and the Pentagon. But yes, uh, the thing is, Reagan we're a big country. Up. Like, all they need to do is take out Freedom One, and we're really upset. Freedom One is the replacement to the Twin Towers. Isn't that what it's called? Yeah, but I think if we're talking about ballistic missiles, then we're not talking about losing a building. We're talking about losing a city. And, no, you know, they yeah, wouldn't yeah. shoot one. Uh, it, they, it probably, depend, it depend. they might shoot one. I don't know. But anyway. I oh, and then stop North Korea has subs now. That's a thing. They no? have subs that can shoot missiles. But they don't have subs that they can get within range of our cities, and they don't have missiles that can carry enough payload to matter. So maybe, maybe they could come. I, I guess the, I guess in that scenario, the mission is to take out Freedom One, is to get this this North Korean attack sub within range of, of the building. But God, we're good at defending against that. I think. I think we've got so many uh, so many uh, listening uh, devices across the oceans, and our subs are so good. I wonder. I just, I, for all I know, there's. Oh, here's an interesting thing. So there's a Russian aircraft carrier, and I saw a picture of it. And I was like, "Damn, that thing looks like futuristic and good." But in my image of the Russian army is frozen in like the '80s, and I see their stuff now, and I'm like, "Dude, turns out they weren't sitting still all this time." The trouble is, they don't have pilots that can land on an aircraft carrier. So they're they're I think they're literally bringing an aircraft carrier to Syria right now with no planes on it. Huh. So it's a missile cruiser. 
A big one. <laughs> yeah, a big vulnerable <laughs> ship. But uh, oh, uh, those things have lots of armaments. It. I, I just don't fear any at this point. I, I think that the next time there's going to be a big war that we actually should be worried about, it's going to be too late to matter anyway because everybody's going to destroy each other. But um, I, I don't fear like New North Korea coming and doing anything to us. Maybe to our interests. You know, they might blow up uh, a city uh, over there, Sorry. or they might take out a building over there somewhere. Yeah, that big. That's a big problem with uh, North Korea and South Korea and the DMZ and then China on their side and us over here. That that could be what kicks off World War Three. But I'm not worried about like the North Koreans coming and doing anything to us over here. Those fuckers. <laughs> yeah, not at all. They don't even believe in sarcasm. Call it a show. Yeah. yeah. All right. PKN episode one ten.